Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends contains references to suicide, self-harm, and alcohol and drug abuse. Listener discretion is advised. (laughs) Hi, guys. I am solo today because I want to discuss something that is very close to me and I didn't understand for a very long time. Addiction. (laughs) Because what is it? Where does it come from? Because it honestly doesn't just fucking appear. What is so bad about it is that it can be wildly romantic when you're in it. There is no denying it. And there is a reason why so many of us start and then cannot stop. Because honestly, in essence, it can be incredibly fun. It is also incredibly dangerous and deadly. It is a being of many, many faces, the ultimate con artist and master of disguise. It's what makes it so difficult to spot. It's only when it's continually invited into your home and starts to steal your stuff does it in some way begin to become familiar and acutely dangerous. It's kind of like watching Dateline of an evening when the artist's impression of the top 10 most wanted killers appears on the screen. And there's this moment of dreadful double take as you recognize the face that appears before you. It's your primary companion, the love of your life for the last decade, sat inches away from you on the sofa, cheerily racking up lines of cocaine. This is addiction, not a person. (laughs) And turning them in feels like death for both of you. It's the ultimate betrayal. They have offered you love, wild nights of ecstasy, comfort in times of extreme pain, euphoria. You cannot live without them. Yes, there is the potential that they could kill you and you'll end up murdered, but it is worth the risk, or at least it feels like it. Just not today, you may think. Next week. Just not now. 
and we addicts, or at least I know I am, are highly skilled procrastinators. We scramble through rubbish looking for excuses to delay. Next week will become next month, next year, until it ends in one of a few ways. In my case, it was like a SWAT team (laughs) swarmed the joint and took both my addiction and me into custody. And then my incarceration took the form of rehab. And my addiction is currently, and God willing, behind bars. They will exist for as long as I do, but I aim to have as little contact with them as possible. The disease of addiction is one sole being that unfortunately has the uncanny ability to metamorphosize. Alcohol, food deprivation, purging, men, friends, sex, binging. I have clung onto each like a petrified koala for varying lengths of time, often swinging from one to another with no respite in between. Desperate not to fall from the branches and hit the forest floor. I unwaveringly believe, and I am so grateful for this, but truly I believe that had I not been placed somewhere where everything potentially harmful was taken away from me, I would not be here today. I separated my coping mechanisms into chunks, seeing them as different categories of self-soothing that could be attended to individually, but they all existed under one label of addiction. Imagine an umbrella, and the umbrella handle is the current form of dependency, the thing that you are holding onto to keep yourself dry, ironically, from the emotional rain. But all other forms of addiction hover above making up the canopy, each one ready to slide into place and take top spot of the self-destruct protagonist. And this is what makes it so confusing. I did a lot of bargaining. For a very long time, I didn't believe that I was an alcoholic. My reasoning being that I didn't drink when I was at drama school when there was a pound a pint Tuesdays and a row of shots for a fiver. But how cunning my brain can be. Because the only reason I didn't drink was because I was tightly gripping onto a destabilizing eating disorder that that kept my addiction placated. Once I went into recovery for anorexia and bulimia... Alcohol slid down the handle to take their place. And oh boy, did I make up for lost time. Withdrawing from a person to whom you were addicted may mean that exercise tags in. If that doesn't work, it may become gambling or drugs or sex. It is a deadly relay race using the anything to distract from the nothing. And being admitted into rehab meant that I had nothing. And with hindsight, I can now see how quickly I began to look for a distraction, speaking volumes about my inability to sit with feelings and move through pain and distress. But being in a place where you are supervised 24-7, it was incredibly difficult to engage in any form of self-destructive behaviour. And in that, nothing came everything. Very simple terms, I had been using anything at all to distract from living. And this is important. No one chooses to be an addict. 
No one wakes up one day and thinks, God, I would love to lose all of my friends, family, finances, and self-worth. I think I'll take up day drinking. It is a deadly, deadly disease that kills hundreds of thousands of people every single year. It's a top 10 most wanted murderer, and we must reinforce this. It comes from somewhere. The origin differs for everyone, almost a chicken-egg complex. Was I born an addict or was it the out-of-control circumstances that injected the blueprint? It is true that addiction runs in families and some people will be far more prone to develop addictive tendencies than others. And I wish I could whisper to all the newly birthed babies, just don't go on that booze cruise to Halong Bay, you'll regret it forever. (laughs) Unless you're with very safe friends. But I do not know if I am the chicken or the egg, but the minute I was forced into it's two weeks after Christmas and it's the only thing in the fridge cold turkey, did things start to creep into my consciousness. And what I'm about to to discuss here involves abuse. So please skip forward 30 seconds or so if you'd like to miss it. But there is an online test called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Test abbreviated to the ACEs test. It consists of a series of 10 questions that flow over two different categories, abuse, neglect, and household dysfunction. Did you, before the age of 18, experience any of the following? Violence in the home, substance abuse, divorce, sexual assault, the list goes on. Those who score between one and three are considered an intermediate risk when it comes to developing such things as depression, anxiety, substance abuse. Four and above were two and a half more times, sorry, they were two and a half times more likely to develop chronic pulmonary disease than a person who scored zero. Hepatitis, two and a half times. Depression, four and a half times. Alcoholism, seven times. Drug abuse, 10 times. Risk of suicide, 12 times more likely. Scoring seven or above indicated that a person was statistically 30 times more likely to attempt or complete suicide. They are at risk of their lifespan being shortened by 20 years. Triple the risk of heart disease and lung cancer and a ton of other chronic debilitating illnesses that are too many to list. And I scored seven. These experiences literally change the structure and wiring of the brain, the hormonal development, the immune system development. My brain is architecture, architecturally very fucking unstable. And when I got to rehab, they told me that I should statistically be dead. And there is no use in pointing the finger of blame here. Generational trauma is hardened down like a porcelain heirloom and trying to find the source is like looking for a needle in a haystack. It formed at one point, it evolved and mutated over the years. The way your parents operated was a result of their own shit, but a grand existence appears when you become aware and evaluate yourself, your choices and your values. As Socrates says, said, (laughs) an unevaluated life is not worth living. If we don't question ourselves, we will slam on the accelerator and go headfirst into whatever we are wired to do. I, as an individual living with CPTSD, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and a high ACEs score, means that I am wired to be on high alert. Everything is a threat, and I am chemically prone to overreaction. I literally cannot tell what is life-threatening and what is not, meaning that to an outside eye, I can look like an absolute whack job as much as I hate using that term, but I have been called that in the past. 
there is so much power in the pause. Before the personal apocalypse, I knew nothing of the pause. If I was triggered, my amygdala would light up like Times Square and all bets were off. I did not know that these responses were coming from a place of deep trauma and what is essentially brain damage. Once we are aware of ourselves, our actions and tendencies, we welcome in a brand new partner in crime. Choice. Choice is an incredibly sexy and powerful addition to the friendship group. Often when speaking to the cautionary addict, I like to tell them about the phenomenon of the pause and how it births the choice. When going to take that next drink, when heading to the bathroom to purge that last meal, when going to dial that dealer's number, just take the pause. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have the shot, the emptiness, the line. It just means that you are slightly evaluating why you want it. And be warned because in that pause come the thoughts. And they can be quite toxic and deadly. Things like, I am not worth it. I'm just a sack of shit. I can't not, etc., etc. And hearing those splashes of analysis, it really does take some great strength. But if they have been listened to and acknowledged, however briefly, there is at least a sparkle of acknowledgement rather than sprinting into immediate numbing with no glance over the shoulder. Clarity has glistened for at least a second. We can begin to examine exactly why we have zero regard for our body. I have stated many times before that for most of my life, I believe that if you cut my hand off, I wouldn't bleed. This was a thought that went unacknowledged. It was just a sense of being, how my brain was wired and it went unquestioned. This feeling did not come from a place of believing that I was invincible or somehow more powerful than modern medicine. This emanated from a place of being so disconnected from myself that I could not understand that I truly existed. I was all at once as flimsy as concrete and as corporeal as a unicorn. My body was taken from me before the age of seven and then repeatedly throughout my adolescence and having been so rigorously and continuously used with such carelessness led to an unconscious disconnect. Some of my first memories are heavily laced with images of abuse. If I had been so easily disrespected by others then why should I respect myself? This is what made it so easy to destroy my body in active addiction. I felt no anger, no sadness, no pain, no direct animosity towards the perpetrators of the abuse. Abuse, sorry, not even a certainty of the truth of it. But this was because I'd left myself so long ago. I only felt anger towards myself deep shame and resentment, a feeling of being impure, tarnished, worthless. The pause did not exist and the choice was not available to me. Response flexibility develops as we grow and early trauma severely hinders the brain's ability to react in proportion to a situation. A baby is born with no flexibility. When the baby is hungry, the baby cries. Sheer animal instinct. I need help. Help me. Those of, li those of us living in hyper-arousal as a result of childhood trauma have little to no ability to choose how we react to stressful stimuli, so we end up acting like children. 
I had no ability to know how to stop. I had never learned personal boundaries or self-worth. I never learned that I was allowed to run, but running into the road was dangerous. And for practically two decades, I had been merrily skipping through traffic and I didn't care. I felt that if I was hit by the metaphorical car, I would either bounce off of it like rubber or dissolve into nothing like a vampire in sunlight. Still being here is frankly a fucking miracle. I'm so grateful for it. I really, really am. My addiction is still doing its utmost to fool me, transfiguring itself at every opportunity, lurking in the blind side, ready to pounce in a new, confusing and romantic form. But its kryptonite is brewed in the pause. In the pause comes the choice, and in the choice comes the pepper spray I can use to beat it back into submission. I mean, it doesn't always work. It is a master manipulator, a slippery little sucker. But goddamn, I'm working on it. So please get in touch with your stories at either contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore laying underscore UK. We really, really want to hear from you. We don't care if it's a small win from your week or a catastrophe story, anything at all. Please, please get in touch. Can't wait to hear from you. I am sending you so much love. And next week I will be back with my new friend and wonderful comedian, Mike rice don't forget to rate and subscribe and i'll talk to you soon ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.